You hear that guitar riff, we'll tune up the band quick Just straight off my laptop, I blow with the bandwidth How slick can this man get, but the call off a razor More diesel than Nash, I move past all these haters See they know who I am, but they don't know why I'm here This is bigger Hello everybody, this is not Ron Pashery And I am not a columnist for TJR Wrestling However, I am the face of the heel the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donovan, the Lowdown Lloyd, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Perfect Edge, and I'm fresh off of signing my deal with the Titus brand, so I'm smelling like money. Anyways, Ron's not here this uh, episode, he's out there, you know, just being a great philanthropist, you know, delegating his time to Falls Count Anywhere, and doing the weekly show for Matt Madness, so uh, shout-outs to Ron. But uh, in true hill fashion, I'm going to take this show over and do this thing by myself this week and see how this all works out. So wish me luck. Don't worry, I don't need it because I'm a heel, and that's what I do. Anyways, so we're going to start off. Uh, just been, as of lately, man, just been watching a lot of uh, independent uh, women's wrestling thanks to our uh, our guest from our last show, uh, Vanity. Shouts to Vanity. Russell Bay, high ladder. Um just watching a lot of uh, indie uh, female wrestling stuff. Um, a lot of uh, Sonya Strong stuff, who I've become a fan of. Um, a lot of Lufisto stuff, who I've become a fan of. Uh, Faye Jackson, uh, Kimberly, who's in NXT now um, under a different name, I believe. Um, I'm trying to think, who else have I been watching? Uh, i got to go to these notes here. Uh, Jordan uh, Grace, who I've become a fan of. Um, it's a lot of dope women wrestlers out there um, that are, you know, doing their thing on the indie circuit um, that are putting on a lot of great matches. So that's most of the stuff I've been watching a lot lately. Also watched uh, the 2001 King of the Ring, which uh, was the throwback uh, Madness episode uh, for the month of June. You can check that out on the Matt Madness uh, Network um, podcast list or whatever. You know, I don't fact check on the show at all. So just going to be what it is. Um um, but mostly that's the mostly mostly the wrestling stuff that I've been watching. I haven't really delegated a lot of my time to a lot of things on the network this month. I've just been swamped with life and other things. So I mostly just been sticking to YouTube stuff, stuff that uh, is indie, women indies wrestling for the most part. So that's most of my time. What I've been uh, dealing to things like that. Um, also as well, um, definitely. For those, and we're going to start off like this just because, you know, we typically start off with a lot of wrestling. This this episode, we're going to start off with some boxing. Um, if you have not seen this fight, you need to go and see this fight. Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalov. Um, the first fight was definitely a great fight, definitely um, back and forth, definitely a controversial fight. This second fight uh, left no room for controversy to escape. Definitely was a controversial fight. Um, as the fight ended uh, with a a very controversial um, ending, uh, Andre Ward delivering a bunch of uh, body shots to uh, Kovalov, which you know were kind of questionable, um, in my opinion, and in most people's opinions probably was uh, questionable. Um, just some very uh, bo- low body shots um, that were kind of like right on the cusp of you know legal illegal, um, but he uh, Sergey Kovalov took a couple of them, and it looked like he was hurt. Um, but at the same time, like he wasn't going down. So, and the, the ref stopped the fight, which, you know, I'm, I'm from the ilk of 
if he's not on the ground, let him fight. Like if he's not on the ground, he's just like clearly not out of it. Let him fight. Like let him let him go down on his own. Stopping the fight like at that point was just like super uncalled for, and you should just let them duke it out. Um, I didn't really pick a winner for that fight. That was one of the fights where it was just like I just want to watch as a fan of boxing and watch and see what happens. So that was pretty much my uh my take on on that match. Excuse me. Um. So. But uh, definitely uh, a a good fight in itself for the for the amount of time that it lasted. It only lasted uh eight rounds. But um, for uh round two, uh, there was definitely a a, a nut shot uh to Kovalov, which which I which he was the body shots were kind of low towards him, um the times in the fight that he that he had to take them. So that in itself could be controversial going moving forward as well. But um, it definitely was a, a nut shot in round two, um. I definitely like Andre Ward had the Chicago Bulls inspired trunks that he wore that night. Um, if you haven't seen the fight, go and Google it. Hopefully, you can Google it because you know Google sometimes it doesn't doesn't be up on all the the latest fashion and things like that. Uh, when you Google parts of a fight, you may not see them. But anyway, go and Google it. Definitely dope shorts. I actually want a pair of those. So if anybody out there knows how to get a pair of those Andre Ward inspired Chicago Bulls shorts, holla at your boy. Let me know. Um, also. Uh, Kovalov, you know, de- definitely jab heavy in the early rounds. Um, definitely didn't. You could tell he definitely um, was eager to 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 put a hurting on Andre Ward. He definitely didn't want it to go to the scorecards. He definitely wanted to get a knockout, get an early uh, win, and, and keep it moving. Um, but both men in the fight, they definitely uh, were not afraid of letting their hands go. They definitely were letting their hands go. Um, they were fighting smart, but at the same time, they weren't, um, you know, shying away from contact. They definitely um, were were letting their hands go. They definitely were boxing. Um, in all four uh, forms of the uh, of the word, um, Kovalov, obviously, you know, if you watch the fight, he was winning the early rounds, um, which you know, anybody who was rooting for him that last fight, that that was important um, for them there. But um, at the same time, in boxing, like just because you're winning early rounds, it doesn't mean that you're going to win the whole fight. A lot of times, a lot of great boxers, Floyd Mayweather. Um, they allow you to kind of do your thing in the first couple rounds, and then they kind of uh, cut it off and, you know, start winning on the later rounds. Um, and, I mean, if you're that good, you're a knockout. But not a lot of that happens most of the time these days. Um, anyway, um, Andre Ward started showing a little eye punishment around round three. Um, Kovalov started showing a little eye punishment around round five, which um, lets you know, like, these dudes were definitely boxing. Like, they weren't. You know, trying to duck and hide. They were, they were, they were boxing. Um, Ward, uh, his nose started bleeding also around uh, five, which, um, you know, in any boxing match, that's that's signs for, you know, all right, this dude's hat getting a little wear and tear on him. Like, you know, he's starting to, starting to go downhill from here. Um, Cole Love got another nut shot in round eight. Um, um, he actually got another body shot in round eight that uh, also looked like it hurt him. Um, there was a right hand um to Ward that looked like they hurt him in round eight from Kovalov. Um Kovalov definitely got hurt in round eight from from the body shots, which led to the ending um of the fight with um the, the body shots that he was receiving, um, which Kovalov claimed they were low. Um and that's it's debatable. Um they were kinda like on the borderline where it could have been low, it could have been okay, but you know, um, Based off of the controversial ending of the fight, um, they asked Kovalov would he uh, won an immediate rematch, which he was like, yes, I want an immediate rematch as soon as possible. 
um, which I'm I'm all for. I definitely would like to see those dudes fight for a third time. The first two were controversial. Um, uh, the first one controversial, depending on who you ask. The second one definitely controversial. So I, I I'm definitely um, interested in seeing those two fight again. Um, also in the boxing world, we got uh, Adrian Broner uh, coming up soon. Uh, I forgot who his opponent is, but uh, I, I I've seen a few of his interviews recently. Um, he still has somewhat of the cockiness that he used to have, but he definitely seems way, way more, uh, humble, um, in the interviews that I've seen him do as of lately. So I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I definitely was at a point where I was like, I don't know. I might be done, have to be done with Adrian Broner. I don't, I don't see him taking it seriously. I don't see, uh, the, the Adrian Broner that I used to see. So I don't know if I could still, you know, root for him and deal with him, but, I think I'm gonna give him one more shot on this one, man. He he seems like he's he he's humbled himself a lot. He seemed like he's definitely taking it more seriously. He's not doing you know a lot of the stuff that he was doing uh, uh, the last couple of years. Um, a lot of the antics and a lot of the outside uh, activities and things like that. So I think uh, I'm definitely gonna watch this fight and uh, cheer him on and just I mean regardless of what you know what happens, I just want to see that he's he's taking it serious again and that he's um he's he's um training and fighting with discipline. Uh, and, of course, everybody's waiting. If you're a real boxing fan, you're waiting for Triple G and Canelo. Um, and that fight, it's another one where it's two guys that I like, um, and I'm just going to have to sit back and watch it and enjoy it as a fan, man. Um, I'm still going with Triple G as of right now. Uh, I don't know if I want to say that he'll knock Canelo out. But I definitely want to say that it's going to be a good fight. And I think Triple G is going to walk away the winner. But I wouldn't be mad if it goes the opposite way. But that's just my opinion of what I think is going to happen. So um, moving on to uh, some wrestling talk. Um, Seth Rollins, WWE 2K18 commercial. Amazing. Amazing. Um, definitely kind of kind of not fitting to what his character is now in the sense of that he's kind of a baby face but I mean all in all it's definitely represent representation of who Seth Rollins is and what he's been the past couple of years and I immediately when I saw it, I just immediately thought like this is a dope this is a dope commercial but if by chance he would happen to be right now in a in a feud with Brock and him saying I want to burn Suplex City to the ground. They actually did that commercial with him b trying to burn Suplex City to the ground, like going around the city called Suplex City and burning it to the ground. Oh, man. Oh, man. So dope. So dope. But regardless, that's just my idea. WWE, if you want to use that, holler at me. Um, cut the check. But um, I just thought that, you know, the commercial itself, uh, regardless of my idea, was definitely just dope. Um, and, and. I mean, being that we are, uh, the the cover came out earlier, we knew you know well I knew who was underneath the mask, but just still just seeing uh, him you know defacing that property and in the uh, uh, in the WWE building just was you know it was a great scene to see. Uh, some people may not feel that way, um, but you know it's props, man. We know it's props, so it's not he didn't really do that to the building. So great, just great, just awesomeness. Um, really enjoyed it, really loved it, and I thought it was dope. Um, moving on. Uh, actually, I'm gonna go back to to Money in the Bank. There was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of talk about Money in the Bank. Um, and I'll start with the women's match. Um, the women's match kind of was what it was for me. Um, I really wish that they would have cross uh, 
crossed uh crossed the shows with that. Um, me personally, I would have loved to see a few different women in it, or maybe more women in it. Um, definitely wanted Carmella to win. Uh, I think I pulled for Charlotte to win, but I definitely wasn't upset uh, upset with Carmella winning because I know that you know her with her having Ellsworth with her and just her being in the character that she is that she's going to be an annoying genius with that uh with with that briefcase. Um, definitely don't like. I like the ending, but I don't like how it ended up getting uh taken from her because of the ending of that match. Um, I understand you know from the the aspect of, oh, there's a man going up and he grabbed a briefcase and he tossed it down to her. Yeah, I get why people would be upset with that. Was I upset with it? No. Why? Because I automatically knew, like, all right, they're going to get heat from this. Like, it's 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 all a part of the plan, people. Like, even though it's the first one, it was like, yeah, kind of tainted it being the first one. But at the same time, it's like, these are hills. So, you know, this is definitely going to get them a lot of heat by doing this, you know, by them doing it that way. Um, so it definitely ended up on the right person's hands. Uh, no pun intended. But um, I just did, I just don't like how you know they went on SmackDown and they took it from her like it was just super duper corny to me. Um, I felt like they should have left it the way it was. Um, even the fact that they're like, oh, there's no rules on it. So if there's no rules on it, why strip her of it if you don't even have current rules on? It? Like do it for the next one or something. Or even though they. I would hope they don't do that for the next one because, like, we already saw it. But, you know, WWE, they, they do pretty much whatever they want and they recycle stuff all the time. Um, but anyway, um, men's money in the bank. Uh, definitely a big deal um, in a sense. Uh, okay, who am I, who am I kidding? It, it really wasn't. Um, Baron Corbin won, which a lot of people predicted he was going to win. And I'm not mad at it. It is what it is. But, I mean, me personally, I would have rather KL or AJ to win it because I feel like, once again, even though AJ's not quite a heel anymore, him and KO have the personalities where they can be annoying but yet funny with the case and just do something with it. And um, not to say that Baron can't, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not against Baron winning. I just I see more being done with it from Kevin Owens or AJ Styles. Um, uh, Shinsuke, uh, he was cool for what he gave us with AJ Styles, but I didn't really foresee him doing a whole lot in that match. Personally, even before um, the attack from Baron Corbin, I just personally didn't see him doing a whole lot in that match for me. So, yeah, that's just that's just how I felt about it. Um, the right person... Uh, Walked away with the world title that night. Uh, Gender Mahal. I don't see any point in. I wouldn't even have saw any point in putting the title back on Randy. He's boring. He's bland. And no one cares about anything he's doing right now. You bought all those legends out there. It made a big spectacle for him to lose. And I feel like it wasn't necessary. You wasted Ric Flair's time as well as his father and the other legends that were in the front row. Randy, I don't care if you like that statement or not because I don't care. So if you have a problem with it, dive. Um... As far as the the big thing of that night of, of that night for me was kind of watching the um, Money in the Bank ladder match and seeing AJ Styles hanging from the briefcase and, and the rope on the briefcase. And I immediately thought, where's Edge? Because 
anybody who uh, watched any of the uh, the old uh, WrestleMania footage where uh, Jeff Hardy is hanging from the uh, the briefcase the same exact way and Edge jumps off the ladder and spears him, I immediately flash back and went, where's Edge? This is the perfect moment. Throwback. So, um, but obviously Edge wasn't there. He wasn't in the match. But I was just like wondering, like, all right, is he going to get the briefcase? How's this going to spin? And to see him just literally fall and drop to the ring, I just thought, wow, he's dead. He's not getting up. He's definitely dead. Like, that's quite a drop. It may not look that much of a drop to us on television, but I'm sure that's, if you got to take a ladder to get up there, that's quite the drop. Um, luckily, he was, you know, he was okay, and, you know, he didn't seem like he was hurt or injured or anything like that um, the following uh, show that week. So, just happy to see that. Uh, AJ is definitely uh, my one of my three or four favorites right now, so I'm glad that he wasn't hurt and that, you know, he walked away. Um Moving on to Raw, I guess. Um, uh, only thing I can say really about Raw the past couple of weeks is that I'm I'm excited that Braun Strowman is back. Uh, you know, definitely the way they brought him back, backing up the ambulance. I'm popping out and just doing the the Braun yell was amazing. Uh, even this week, seeing him throw Roman into the ambulance, and and I feel I'm sorry, God. I feel like you know WWE like. I feel like you guys got to do a little bit better job of protecting Roman. I feel like Roman's going to get hurt sometime soon. Like, he's taken a lot of tough bumps, like, over the past year or so. Like, and I feel like you guys got to protect him a little bit more. I know he's adorable. He's he's adorable guy. He's a big guy. But I just feel like, you know, at some point, he's going to take a bump, and it's just going to, you know, it's going to overwhelm his body. He's just going to get hurt. So, but I loved it either way, like, just him <laughs> making that loud thud into the ambulance. So, uh, it was a bittersweet moment, but, you know, it is what it is. If he's willing to do it, I guess, you know, you just got to gotta roll with it or whatever. Um, the whole Enzo and, and Cash thing, uh, it's, it, we, we all saw it coming, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I, I wanted more for them. I wanted them to, you know, to get a tag title uh, reign at least before splitting them up. And I'm still surprised that it happened because I know that those dudes sell a ton of merchandise. So for the fact that you break them up, they don't have any, you know, championship reigns. Um, and, and, you know, they're one of your, your, your merchandise sellers. Like that was definitely something that I didn't see coming directly. Now I thought I, I definitely, you could definitely see that in the future. Like Cash is seven foot tall. He's a big guy. You know, Vince is going to, you know, split him from Enzo at some point. I just didn't expect it so soon. Um, even if you, you know, just got to the point where it's like, you know, you were going to push Kaz and you're going to make Enzo his, his mouthpiece. Like I thought that would have been something really dope too, but you know, uh, it's official to split up the, the new, new age outlaws is, is done. And well, at this point we just have to wait and see what they're going to do with it from this point on. Um, by the way, just, um, the, the fashion police, WWE, please just, just, let them do that. Please let them do that. Do not ruin it. Do not infiltrate stupid things that you guys do. Let Fandango and Breeze, uh, uh, Tyler Breeze just do that and just continue to do the greatness with it that they've been doing. It. Please, please do not ruin this. Just allow it to go and allow it to be great. Don't WWE it up. All right? Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Please. Please. Uh, moving on uh, to I got some SmackDown stuff. Uh I already talked about it. I hate Daniel Bryan's decision to take the briefcase away from Carmella. Um, I I just really, really... By the way, where the heck is Shane? Like, can these two be in the same building anymore? Is something going on? Like, you never see Daniel Bryan with Shane or Shane with Daniel Bryan anymore. Like, what is going on, guys? Like, look, let's get it together. All right? 
can we get you two in the same building? Like just for one night at least. Battleground, maybe? No? Come on. Come on, guys. Anyway. Um, Hater's decision um, to take away the briefcase from her. Um, just to make another match for for the, the for this week, pretty much. Um, to to have them do it all over again. And it's just like, uh, do I want to see the match? Yeah, maybe. Kind of, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, you know, she won it. Like, it's in the right hands. But, you know, I guess whatever. You know, WWE does what WWE does. And whatever. Um, turned out to end up being on the right hands again. So, you know, crowd wins, I guess. Whatever. Um. Uh, our Randy Orton. The only thing that I, that I do get out of Randy Orton right now that I like is him beating up the Singh brothers, and not even that I like him beating up the Singh brothers. Just like that to me seems like where he's the most enthused. Um, in both his matches with Jinder Mahal was beating up the Singh brothers. That's the most enthused he's seen in both seen in both of those matches. Just. You know, kind of dragged along to me in, in both matches until he had to beat up the Singh brother. Like, he took complete joy and pleasure in doing that for whatever reason. So, other than that, I, I just don't care, Randy. Whatever. Um, my, my biggest nitpick with WWE right now, especially SmackDown, is you have a great talent in the man named the Bulgarian brute, Rusev, and he is nowhere to be found on television. You bring his wife back in a, ter- in a very terrible gimmick and putting her in a match where she shouldn't even be in. Sorry, Rusev, I love you, man, but no one cares. So, and you have him just sitting at home somewhere on Twitter, which is amazing. Go follow him on Twitter if you don't. He's he's one of the three most amazing people that you can follow on Twitter from WWE. Um, but you have this talent sitting at home, you know, not on television, and he should be. I don't care what I don't care what you would have him doing right now. I want to see Rusev on on WWE television. So I don't know what you guys need to do. I don't know if you need, you know, some. I don't care. I don't care what you have to do. I just want to see Rusev back on my television. So WWE, you guys need to work on that and get that thing done. Because you're wasting away a great talent with having Rusev sitting at home and doing nothing. And you're bringing his wife into Russell. And we don't want to see it. Anyways, moving on. WWE just pissing me off. Um, uh, Talking smack stuff. You know, Daniel Bryan asking Carmella about the rules. Um, which is stupid because no one... The, the rules didn't apply in that match because there weren't any rules for that match. So it was very dumb to me. But let's be honest here. The the, the big point of Talking Smack, especially last week, um, was the New Day. Um, just the antics that they do. I don't care what anyone says. The New Day is great. They don't need to split up ALO. They need to stay together. Um, they're, they're selling a ton of merchandise. to me. They're one of the things that you turn into SmackDown and Raw at the point when they were on there to see um, every week, regardless of what anyone says. And I feel like, you know, they it's the most genuine group that are, that are together. Like, they've been together for a long time. I don't care what anyone says. They need to stay together. They need to push either Big E or Kofi towards a main title and just run with it. I wouldn't even like if they did some shield type of stuff with them. I think that would be really dope. Give them, and they've already had a promo about that before that they want all the golds. They want all the gold, even the women's title. They don't know how, but they're going to take that too. I want them to have all the gold. I would love to see that. So, Ayla, I know you might not appreciate that opinion, but you know I don't care. Uh, that's what I think, and that's what I want to see. I want to see them with all the gold. 
Um, and I also feel like, you know, the Shield is all back on Raw. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I want to see the reunion at some point. I don't know who they're going to go against. I definitely don't want to see them go against the Authority again because I'm tired of the Authority. It's a terrible gimmick at this point. Throw it away. Do away with it. But I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they'll bring up Sanity or that would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. If By the time they bring up Sanity, if they form, you know, Sanity goes around doing a bunch of stuff and the Hounds of Justice get back together for that, that would be very, very dope. I think they should do that. WWE, come on. You guys got to pay me, man. I'm coming up with some good ideas here. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, definitely, definitely just think that right now, uh, I, I can't watch anything. I can't watch any more of the Hardy Boys going against Cesaro or Sheamus. I, I can't. I can't. I'm just I'm done with it. Like, I've seen it too much. I've seen Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Like, just so many combinations of the same four people, and I'm tired of seeing it. I do not want to see it anymore. I just do not want to see it. I don't. I do not want to see it. I'm tired of seeing Dean Ambrose in The Miz, mainly because I'm tired of seeing Dean Ambrose. But, you know, I don't want to see Dean Ambrose versus The Miz anymore. I hope The Miz beats him and whatever this match is going to materialize to. And I hope that they move on from each other and they never fight again, at least for the next couple of years, because I'm tired of seeing it. I do not want to see it anymore, WWE. Please stop, 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 stop. Thank you. And stop with the Hardy Boys and Cesaro and Sheamus. Move, like, let one of those guys win. I don't really care who wins out of those. And then move on and allow Matt become broken. Just, you know, WWE, you have tons of money. Why are you even going through this process with the owl? Just let them do it and pay the cost and then, you know, Move on and make money. I don't understand it. Anyways, I'm um, going to move on to some uh, MMA, UFC stuff. Um, I watched the the Holly Holm versus Betch Cohea uh, fight, and <laughs> my God, Holly Holm is back, people. The Ronda kick made an appearance. Um, she definitely kicked the soul out of Betch Cohea. Uh and it was just, it was so crazy because when she got kicked, I couldn't tell really if she was trying to get up or if she was trying to block the, the punch that was coming. But either way, it did nothing because Holly Holm followed it with a punch that just completely put her lights out after that kick. Um, the fight did not last long. And, you know, Betsko definitely had her confidence on high. She was doing a lot of, like, uh, kind of taunting. It wasn't, I don't know if it was necessarily taunting, but it's more like, like, come on, let's fight. Like, come on, let's do it. Pretty much, uh, and it was needed because even the ref stopped them at a certain point and said, hey, you got to do something. Like, you guys got to fight. Like, and I, and I mean, which is cool. Like, I understand showing the respect, but when there's just too much respect in a fight, you, well, you're not even swinging, you're not even doing anything. Like, yeah, it's boring. Like, you got to do something. Like, come on. Um, so, uh, with that being said, um, also, something else. There was another fight that night. I don't even know what I did with my notes for that, people. But anyway, oh, uh, yeah, dang, I forgot the guy's name. Doesn't even matter. But um, uh, the Black Beast, uh, his his real name is escaping me right now. Uh, I think it's Derek. Derek something. Anyway, you do your Googles. Do your Googles. Um, he uh, decided that he's probably going to be retiring that night, which is very, very stupid to me because you're at the top of the of, of that division. Um, you're very close to a title shot. And even though uh, you lost that night to uh, to uh, Mark Hunt, 
I just feel like it's a stupid time to retire. Even though you you know you you you're getting married and you know you don't want to keep putting your family through that. I understand, but you're putting your family through money because at the end of the day, that's what you're gonna earn fighting. Um, and and you're so close to like a title shot. Like, I just feel like it's so stupid to retire before you know you're close to a title shot. I understand it, but at the same time, I just feel like it's you did all of that for nothing to get to the top of the division and to retire. Like it's just I just feel like it's very very dumb in my personal opinion. Um. Sorry, but I, I do. Um, you know, uh, we've talked about this multiple times, the whole Connor and Floyd thing. I really have nothing else to really much, pretty much say about it. I haven't been keeping up with any media stuff on it. Um, I, at this point, I'm just, you know, waiting to see, you know, if they're going to do the, you know, the shows, the Showtime uh uh behind-the-scenes stuff, the uh, shows that they do for the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, see the trash talking between Floyd and Conor, or if they're gonna do it for you know the UFC fight pass or whatever. Some I just want to see the whole f- thing of them filming these two training and you know talking trash to each other and you know so on leading up to the fight. That's what I'm looking forward to, me personally. Um, uh, we got uh Nunez. Um, her fight's coming up soon. Um, uh, what? Is it Shevchenko? I think no, I forgot who who she's fighting. But you know, I'm pretty much gonna expect her to win. She's already beat the uh, girl before, so I'm I'm just gonna go out on limb and just say yeah, I expect her to win again. Um, we have Chris Cyborg coming up fighting. Forgot who she's fighting. I I'm really not fat checking anything to, today, people. Like I'm sorry. Do your Googles. Google will help you out. Figure out this. It'll help you decode this stuff that I'm talking about. But Chris Cyborg is fighting again very soon. I'm obviously predicting Chris Cyborg to win. I feel like Durandamy is holding that title, but it's she's only holding it because they haven't put her against Chris Cyborg yet. And when that happens, Chris Cyborg is definitely going to take that title without a problem, with much ease. Um, just because she she's Chris Cyborg. Like it's it's she's not an easy win. She's not even close to being an easy win. And that division was pretty much built for her. Like, you know, you had Holly and Durandamy fight for the title, but we all know that this division was built for Chris Cyborg. And when she gets the opportunity to get to the title uh, shot, she's going to take the belt, like, because it's her division anyway. Like, let's just face it. It is what it is. Um, this would probably be the perfect time to implement whether uh, BJ Penn won or lost his fight. But out of respect, because Ron is not on the show, we will save it for the next episode and talk about what happened to BJ Penn. So, uh, Ron, out of respect for you, bro, I will not talk about that on this episode. I will allow you to talk about it on the next episode, and that will be that. Um, Moving on to... The most exciting thing in UFC right now, at least to me anyways, it is time to talk about the ultimate fighter, uh, which this episode is Diego Lima versus uh, Gilbert Smith. Uh, <laughs> this episode was just, it was funny to me, um, just because, you know, it starts off with uh, with, with Cody, you know, covering the 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 nips of, of TJ on the, the huge poster that they have in like the, the little arena room where they fight at. And he puts a snake tongue on TJ's poster. And it's just like, you know, typical high school antic type of stuff. But this is good stuff to me. It's funny. It's competitive. And, you know, these two really hate each other. Uh, 
So I think it was definitely just like a funny antic to do uh, to TJ. Obviously, you know, knowing TJ how he is, I know he definitely wasn't going to care uh, much about that being done. But just, just for TV purposes, like that's <laughs> it's genius. It's hilarious um, to see him do that. Um, some may say it's immature, but you know who cares? Whatever. Um, but uh, I think even what TJ did to kind of you know combat that was it was it was more so taking the high road, getting a T-shirt made with you know him having the snake on the T-shirt, dope logo by the way. Um, just uh, I think that was him taking the high road. Even though I don't know, it's hard to kind of it's it's hard to to get the angle of the show because the show pretty much it shows like Cody kind of being the aggressor and TJ trying to kind of being like the guy, like just kind of like being the, the person being attacked on, which, you know, by the angling of the show, that's how it looks. I don't know if that's really how it is in real life, like outside of the, what the show is producing. I, I don't know if that's exactly how that is looking, but on the show, it definitely, definitely is being, you know, pivoted that way. Um, but, um, I, I don't know, like, I definitely uh, feel bad for Cody. Like his his team choices were pretty bad. Like a lot a lot of his fighters lost. I think only like one or two have prevailed, and one prevailed by you know skin of his teeth. He was brought back for like you know the the um end of the uh end of the series match or whatever the you know second chance fight. Um, but one of his only one of his guys on their own stood on their own and won the actual fight. The rest of you know guys were TJ's guys, so I know that definitely had his blood boiling. Just that you know TJ's guys were all winning, but you know I don't know. I feel like he picked a lot of the, like the bigger jockey looking guys as well, which you know you can't you can't really do that. I mean you can do it, which he did, but I mean it doesn't mean it's always going to pan out the way that you think it's going to pan out just because guys are bigger or they look more you know, fitter, they look leaner, so on and so forth. Because a lot of the guys that TJ picked, they were more technical guys, and, you know, they won a lot of their fights. So, you know, go figure. But um, just um, seeing uh, that, you know, a lot of the guys were um, going out, uh, the, the coaches took their teams out to Hibachi's um, for, for, you know, drinks and, you know, food and things like that, which, you know, Hibachi is a great establishment, so, you know, great choice, guys. Um, but just kind of seeing everyone enjoying themselves and having fun and seeing Gilbert Smith just kind of being standoffish and not enjoying the fun, which, you know, I'm very upset with because I love Hibachi's and I would have gladly took his spot and went. But, you know, whatever, I'm not on the show. Um, but just kind of seeing him standoffish and, you know, not not wanting to participate, um, which which I think is good because it definitely showed discipline. It definitely showed how focused he was on this fight that he couldn't even, you know, get to the point where he would really enjoy himself because he just wanted to focus on the fight, which I think showed just, you know, just a ton, a ton of discipline because me, I would have been chowing down on Hibachi's. Um, so, um, and enjoying myself, me personally. But um, just definitely the guys definitely, you know, felt some sort of, so, like a sort of way about Gilbert acting at, at that like that way. But, I mean, as fighters, you have to understand, like, you know, everyone's not going to party before they fight. You know, some people are definitely disciplined and focused, and they want to focus on the fight and then party afterwards. So I definitely understood him on that. Um, moving on to the fight. Um, round one, there were some leg kicks, um, you know, between the two. There was a lot of wrestling for positioning. Um, which, you know, surprisingly, it didn't exactly just, you know, go with Gilbert bullying Diego. Like, Diego definitely held his own with that. Um, round two, the guys were definitely letting their hands go more, a little bit more standing up. 
Um, and you know, that was that was a little less unexpected, or at least to me, I, I less I definitely expected less. I definitely expected Gilbert to you know to definitely bully him around and beat him up more just because. And this is probably the opposite of what I just talked about, but. I just, you know, he's a bigger looking guy, more, you know, leaner looking guy in my opinion. And I just didn't see, you know, Diego being able to out wrestle him or, you know, stand and punch with him. But he did his thing. He hung in there. Um, but um, this is definitely the first fight in this season that went to the third round. I definitely think that was a good call because it was very close fight. Um, so, you know, this was definitely a good fight and definitely a, a worthy fight of a third round. Um, a lot of the other fights, you know, they just they were kind of close, but, you know, people edged out for one of the, you know, either or fighter. Um, Diego went for a modified Hell's Gate, which, um, you know, anybody who watches wrestling, you know, well, pretty much that's what I call it, the Hell's Gate. I'm pretty sure it's not called the Hell's Gate, but it's the Hell's Gate. <laughs> like, for wrestling's sake, it's the Hell's Gate. Anyway. Um, the round ended with uh, the guys, you know, just standing and banging, letting their hands go. Um, and for me, that was personally my favorite fight of the season um, thus far. There's been a lot of good ones, but that was definitely my favorite. Um, it's very even. Uh, definitely respect between the two guys. Um, just definitely a great matchup. Um, and unexpected um, on the on the side of Diego Lima. Guy just definitely holding his own weight and doing what he needed to do. Um, um, Diego Lima walked away with the win. Um, Gilbert Smith decided to retire at the end of the fight. Um, definitely was a uh, tear-joking moment, not for me, but you know, for softies out there, it was a tear-joking moment. Um, definitely a lot of respect from you know both sides of uh, both camps for Gilbert, and you know, just him ending it um, the way that he did, surrounding with the guys, talking with the guys, and you know, enjoying that moment with them. I definitely think that was um, definitely a very uh, leader-esque thing to do. Um, however, I must say about Gilbert Smith, I, the most intriguing and funny thing that I find about this season of the ultimate fighter and most specifically Gilbert Smith is that he has a tattoo that says hard work and dedication, um, going across his, uh, uh chest. I'm not going to, I don't care what side it's on, um, <clears throat> going across his chest that says hard work and dedicate hard work, dedication, which I find very, very, very funny because there is a guy that someone in the UFC is preparing to fight by the name of Floyd Mayweather, who if you watch any of his uh, episodes of 24-7 or anything like that, um, where they go behind the scenes and behind the scenes and they show him training for you know his fights and things like that. The model that Floyd Mayweather uses on those shows, you guessed it, is hard work dedication. So I find that very funny that they will allow him on multiple episodes, pretty much every episode since the season started, to yell out with his team hard work dedication when you have your top fighter in your, in your company going against a guy whose motto is hard work dedication. So, I mean, that's just something that I found and pointed out. You know, you can ponder on that if you want. I just found that funny. I found that interesting to me. But, you know, I guess, you know, it's not a big deal to them. But I just found that to be funny to me personally. Um, As far as music goes, a lot of music came out the past 
couple of weeks. Um, I've only been able to listen to a little bit of it. Uh, if you like R&B, listen to Scissor's album, uh, Scissor's album Control. It's pretty, pretty amazing, man. Very well written stuff. Um, if you like R&B, go check that. Also, there's an artist by the name of Her, H.E.R. Who has a, a project just called Volume 2 that's out. It's pretty amazing. Volume 1 is also amazing. Um, so like I said, if you like R&B vibes, those are two albums that I've listened to recently that are very, very good. They're very, very, uh, melodic. They're very, very relaxing. So if you like that type of music, go and check those out. On the rap side, you got a bunch of stuff that came out. You got DJ Khaled's album. You got 2 Chains. You got Vince Staples. You got, uh, Young Thug, if that's your thing. Uh, so far I've, I've listened to... Two Chains album, I've liked it. Um, pretty good album, definitely. Uh, definitely just an enjoyable album. Um, I've heard some of Young Thug's album. It's kind of like hip hop country. Not to disrespect country, even though to me country is kind of like the country version of hip hop. Um, I just I wasn't feeling it. Didn't like it. Um, didn't care for it. So you know it is what it is. Whatever. Um. Vince Stables haven't heard it yet. I've seen a lot of his interviews. I feel like he's a very interesting guy. If you if you haven't if you haven't listened to any interview from Vince Stables, you need to go and YouTube any interview that has Vince Stables in it. This guy is super intriguing. He, he's he's super young. He's somewhere in, in his lower twenties, I believe. Dude is super intriguing. He definitely knows his knowledge about the music business. He definitely knows he knows a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, actually. So just go and check him out. Go and check out his interview. Go and check out his music. He's an interesting guy. Definitely has dope music. Um, so go and check him out. Uh, listen to the DJ Khaled album, um, which is pretty much just an album full of current artists today's features. Um, so I kind of like that album. I found it pretty decent. I found it pretty good. Um, definitely standout track. For me, being the lyricist head that I am, I love the Pusha T and Jada Kiss's uh, song called Good Man, just because it's, to me, that's the most rapidly rap song on that album, um, and it just, it's a, it's a great track to me. Um, also, also, oh my goodness, if you love hip-hop, if you love rap, if you love lyrics, there's a man from 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 Detroit by the name of Royce the 5'9", and he has a project out called The Bar Exam 4. And if you like bars, that is the project that you want to go and listen to. Trust me, I'm telling you people. This man is on there just, he's destroying a bunch of your favorite artists' beats. He's getting on all of them and he's destroying all of them. So if you like bars and you like lyrics and you like rap, then you want to go and check out The Bar Exam 4 by Royce the 5'9". Um, speaking on, you know, music myself, I'm as, as the creator of the theme music for the Matt Madness show and, uh, the throwback Madness and, you know, all the, pretty much is the same song, whatever. Um, but as the creator of that, I also am working on some new music myself. It's been taking some time because, you know, life happens. We all have one. So you all understand that. I, I would think you understand that. Anyway, so I'm currently working on my project, Arte Mania 2, which will come out sometime this summer. I have a few more songs that I'm working on to uh, finish it out, uh, which people will definitely love. Um, so you may even hear some new music on the beginning of this show, which will be on the album. But um, anyway, just working on that type of stuff like that. 
And I think for the most part, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, not a lot to really dwell into anymore on this episode. Um, definitely a, a definitely a struggle episode for me doing it by myself. But hey, I definitely wanted to get it done, and definitely was encouraged by Ron to get it done. So yeah, um, uh, definitely a tragic situation that happened last week. Uh, Rest in peace to Prodigy of uh, Mob Deep. Uh, such an influential guy to many, many people. Um, definitely a tragic loss for those of us who enjoy hip-hop. And uh, may he rest in peace and, you know, prayers and uh, condolences go out to him and his family. Um, so, for myself, the face of the hill, the mouth of the belt, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and for the not-here Ron Pashery, uh, this is another episode of The Perfect Edge. And also make sure that you go check out the latest episode of False Count Anywhere, as well as the Matt Madness Podcast Weekly Show and anything other, any other content that we have on the website and on our uh, iTunes page. And make sure that you go on there and you rate and you subscribe uh, the show. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Goodbye and good night. Why I'm here, this is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me a space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you went green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle but has a twist. Just to hear one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one. And they know the fake from the real ones You hear that guitar riff They switch up the stands quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed You hear that guitar riff They switch up the stands quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed